In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Our gospel this morning is from St. Luke. And as you recall, Luke was a physician who went on to become a close associate of the Apostle Paul. Luke shows us that the ideal of human perfection is found in Jesus, who we as Christians try to emulate. Much of what is found in our passage from Luke is replicated in the Sermon on the Mount and found in Matthew 7. But in Luke, this very same sermon is preached down on the plains amid the crowds with equally hard and demanding words meant for us all. Just before our parable in Luke, we hear Jesus say, quote, Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. And that brings us to sawdust and timber. To illustrate, Jesus shares a parable about specks of sawdust and planks in our eyes. Quote, Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the plank or log in your own? Unquote. Author Tim Story shares how easy it is to rush to pass judgment on others. Tim pulled up in front of his neighborhood barber shop and parked his car. And as he was fishing around for his wallet, he felt the sickening crunch of metal hitting metal. Somebody hit his car. What an idiot, he thought. But when he jumped out to look, Tim did not see anyone. As he was uttering under his breath about stupid drivers, a little old lady came out of the barbershop and announced, I saw the whole thing. Turns out Tim was the stupid driver. Instead of putting his car in park, Tim had accidentally shifted it into reverse. No one had hit him. He had backed into the car behind him. It is so easy to pass judgment without all the facts, isn't it? The other guy is the stupid driver. Jesus could have just as well been talking to us when he said, why do you worry about a piece of sawdust that is in your neighbor's eye, but pay no attention to the two-by-four protruding from your own eye? We all do it, don't we? We look for flaws in others and ignore our own. Or perhaps we make judgment about others that are often totally obscured by our own prejudices our own fears, and our own logs. Oftentimes, if you are like me, when we become critical of others, we are avoiding a similar vice or fault within ourselves. Just for the record, Jesus is not abolishing judging or good judgment or wise counsel or discernment here. For Christians need to be able to judge between what is good and what is evil, so we can discern God's will for our lives. We are also called to judge disputes among believers, as well as to judge sin and deal accordingly with it, 1 Corinthians 5. We're also called to discern sin in our fellow believers and point it out in a loving manner, quote, as iron sharpens iron, unquote, Proverbs 27. What Jesus despises here is for Christians to have a judgmental or critical spirit. Why? 
Because when we pass judgment on others, we are taking the place of God. When we pass judgment on others, we are taking the place of God. You have heard me say it before, but we are all sinners. And how many here are sinners? A show of hands and look around you. Those that didn't raise their hands are lying, so now they are one. So we're all in the same boat here, and it, and it sounds like a cliche, but it is the hard gospel truth. None of us has any bragging room as far as righteousness is concerned. And because we're all sinners, we make imperfect judges of one another. Have you ever seen one child tattling on another child? The tattler rarely gets rewarded for his or her efforts. Few parents want to encourage that behavior in their children. And just because one child knows about another child's bad deed, the children are not allowed to punish one another. Any disciplinary actions are reserved for the parents to enforce. Why? Because children rarely have the wisdom, maturity, compassion, and foresight to correctly judge one another's actions. And nor do we. And this brings us to our second point. Until we can love others as God loves them, we cannot judge others as God judges them. Until we can love others as God loves them, we cannot judge others as God judges them. It is so easy to criticize, so easy to judge, but we do not know the other person's circumstances, experiences, or expectations. We do not know the burdens that they carry, but God knows. He knows the road that each one of us has traveled. He has three, amongst many, vitally important attributes that we do not have. Perfect knowledge, perfect holiness, and perfect love. All of God's judgments are filtered through his perfect attributes. Our judgments are often stained by human reactions and feelings of revenge, self-righteousness, anger, contempt, jealousy, and pride. God does not have that problem. No matter what we have done in life, God continues to love us despite our sins, Romans 5.8. And with his love, he gives us an eternal hope from our travails, as found in our epistle for today, quote, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us, unquote. A hospital chaplain and priest shares the story of a woman dying of AIDS who summoned him to comfort her. Her emotional pain was as real as her physical pain. Everything seemed hopeless. I'm lost, she said. I've ruined my life and every life around me. I'm headed for hell. There's no hope for me. The priest saw a framed picture of a pretty girl on the dresser. Who is that, he asked. The woman immediately brightened. She's my daughter, the one beautiful thing in my life. Would you help her if she were in trouble, asked the priest, no matter how many mistakes she'd made? Would you forgive her if she asked you to? Would you still love her, no matter what? Of course I would, the woman explained. Why would you even ask a question like that? 
And the priest slowly took her hand and looked her right in the eyes and said, because I want you to understand that God has a picture of you on his dresser as well. Until we love as God loves, we cannot judge as God judges. This chapter gives us a warning. We are imperfect judges. Then it contains a note of hope. Only God who loves us can judge us. And finally, it contains another warning. God judges our inward attitude just as much as our outward actions. God judges our inward attitude just as much as our outward actions. By the way, if any of you are wondering, if I point a finger, three of them are pointing back at me. In the last verse of our passage, Jesus names someone who judges others without judging themselves first, and he calls them a hypocrite. Quote, how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the plank that is in your own eye, you hypocrite, unquote. At least 19 times in the Gospels, Jesus confronts people whom he calls hypocrites. The word hypocrite comes from Greek, and it means actor, literally, one who wears a mask pretending to be someone he or she is not. Jesus is telling us not to be so prideful and convinced of our own goodness that we criticize others from a false position of self-righteousness. We should do some introspection first and correct our own shortcomings before we go after the specks in another's eye. It is not that our brother or sister does not need help. It is that the one to help must be merciful and first see them the way God does through the eyes of love. The helper needs to be aware of his or her own weaknesses, sins, susceptibilities, transference issues, filters, and biases. Any Christian therapist, counselor, or spiritual director will share that it is a sacred privilege and hard work to enter a caregiving relationship with transparency, genuineness, warmth, positive regard, integrity, empathy, the love of Christ, and with a non-critical or non-judgmental spirit. In other words, Jesus is saying to avoid hypocrisy, being someone we are not, we should first look at ourselves and let the Lord perform eye surgery on us. Then and only then, if the Lord allows, should we go to another with correction and the offer to help. The renowned devotional writer and teacher Oswald Chambers from his book, My Utmost for His Highest, writes, quote, I have never met a person I could despair of or lose all hope for after discerning what lies within myself, apart from the grace of God. Friends, God knows we are not the people that we want others to see. There is always a shadow between our intentions and our accomplishments. But God sent his son to save us. Jesus never had a log in his eye, but he was nailed to a great piece of timber. And on that timber, upon the cross, in his mercy, every speck and every plank of ours has been nailed. 
None of us measures up to the righteousness of God, but all of us are held up by the mercy of God. Each one of us must work through that mercy, admitting the moments when we could not see, when we did not act, when we turned out to be something less than we were created to be. This morning, Jesus is saying, before you point any fingers at anybody else, first take a long look in the mirror. Stand there and keep looking until you know that you stand only by the grace and mercy of God. Jesus' words are meant to sting and embarrass us so that we remember them every time a judgmental thought crosses our mind or breaks the sound barrier of our lips. Beloved, today Jesus tells us to give up our judgmental attitudes and critical spirit of others. He challenges us to stop reading other people's situations through our own lenses and start paying attention to the places where our own lives have gone out of focus. He teaches us to stand on something more secure than the shifting sands of being critical and judgmental. We stand firm instead on Christ the rock, who has enough mercy, love, and forgiveness for us all. For quote, first, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck that is in your brother's eyes, unquote. May we all, with the help of God's grace, do so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost.